0: Hello, this is Dr. Ina Myers and Casey Longoria. We are two principals in the Dallas area. We hope to encourage and bring you hope through the unique and intricate work of being a school principal. Each week we will cover a topic
1: about how principals still dot dot dot. We hope you enjoy. Hello, we are back with episode four. This is Dr. Myers and Casey Longoria. We are here today to talk about principals still need a work-life balance. That is a heavy topic right now, especially with the COVID pandemic um, and the things that we're dealing with as school principals that are way past what we just normally have to handle. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, Ms. Longoria, just what does that principals still have to manage this work-life balance.
0: What does that mean to you? Right. So before the pandemic, I would say it just meant that um, I might have to answer an email um, after work once a week, you know, from a parent. Or I might have to go up to work on a weekend and finish some paperwork. But what has turned into since March, um, once we were all remote at our houses working from home, Is the boundaries have just been totally blurred. And I don't know, uh, Dr. Myers, if you feel the same way, but at at this point in my life, we are now in November and it's been about eight months since the pandemic happened, and the boundaries are still completely blurred. I have teachers um, that call me at all times of the night or morning and let me know that either um, they need help or they're not coming to work because of COVID or their kid is sick because of COVID. I have parents that text me or call me at all times of the night because as you remember back in the spring we had to be available for our community but we weren't at campus so naturally we had to give our cell phone numbers out. So there literally are no boundaries anymore and it is really hard um, to determine what is work and what is life (laughs) because it's like the same thing. (laughs) What about you? Yeah,
1: I think that resonates with a lot of principles right now is just trying to understand that we are leading through a time that has not ever been um, thought of, right? When nobody even dreamed that this could be a possibility. So we find ourselves in very interesting and difficult situations and very often that work-life balance has been blurred. Uh, I think you used a great term is just – it's blurred, right? There's a line that's there. I'm sure. I'm sure parents aren't thinking, "Oh, I probably should call Miss Longoria at nine o'clock at night." They're not wanting to do that, but they're wanting an answer at nine o'clock at night right. about something that's important to them. And so, I think that blurred line um, is a very real thing for administration and such a valid topic. And as I think through that, and um, as we kind of you know planned and wanted to set this session up, it. it It made me think of so many different parts of the job before we had COVID, right? So we are wanting to take care of our teachers and our families. They're calling in sick in the morning. Those are all natural things for an administrator to have to deal with. But then you add COVID to it and you're talking about people who are stressed. Mm -hmm. They're not even sick themselves, but the stress of the thought of being unhealthy or the thought of being around something that could be detrimental to themselves or their family um, just adds so much more to the work. So you're talking about people who are feeling unsettled and that unsettlement has to come to the principal at some point. And that is something that we then are hand- in turn handling and dealing with. And that weight is heavy. Mm-hmm. That is just a heavy thing to carry. Um, so what are some things that you have, like how have you started, Miss Longoria, how have you started taking um, that balance? Have you, how do, have you started considering it? Maybe you haven't taken action steps yet, but what have you started to do to help yourself with that balance?
0: Sure. So I, I feel like this is like a, a, a catch twenty two question because there are some days where I feel like I am killing it with the balance, and some days that I am failing. Um. But one thing I try to do is when I, when I do get home, um, I really do try to connect at, with my with with Jacob, my husband, at least for the first hour. Um. I'm not great at it tonight. I probably checked emails still the whole first thirty minutes we were out on the patio, um, trying to enjoy each other when I got home from work, but I really try when I get home to be present for him, to talk about my day, listen to his day without feeling like I have to check the email or answer the text or get on the call. Um, one thing that I have I have mastered, um, I feel like, is during, on the weekends. I have, I feel like, gotten really good about on my weekends, not emailing my staff, am um, not working a thousand hours, but just truly disconnecting because I've seen the effects of when I don't do that. Like on Monday mornings, I am not a good person and I'm not my best self. And so weekends like Friday night until Sunday night, I um, truly will just disconnect. And my staff has done a really good job respecting that boundary of mine. And they Don't email a bunch either. And it's kind of just like this, you know, it starts from the top, I feel like. So if I'm not emailing them a thousand times on the weekend asking them to do things, then they're not going to do the same thing to me. And so that is one thing that has helped me a lot since the pandemic of like, hey, I can do hard things Monday through Friday, but on the weekend, that's my time um, and that is my time to just enjoy my friends, enjoy my family, and to have fun. And so that has been super healthy and super help- helpful for me so far. Um, but, I, you know, I'd love to learn more about how to be better at it. What about you?
1: I think um, I-, I have a little bit different situation. I am single, and so I-, I get to come home to a quiet house. But at the same time, what I found myself doing is and maybe some other principals are in the situation or similar is i found myself thinking so deeply about the concerns of my community and my school and the issues of how do we get kids to log in? Or how do I get this teacher to, to, to not be frustrated and to be thinking about this for hours? And so even though I wasn't, um, you know, having to work per se, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so it was starting to consume um, the thoughts that I had and then making me very sad internally about not being able to solve problems for my community because I'd still, even though I wasn't typing an email, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I think that the the um there's a book that we are both actually reading boundaries uh, it's um, burnout sorry burnout called burnout it's a very fabulous book um it's helping me think through that a little bit differently so that way i don't take on all that stress and then continue to push that out um but yeah something i'm still definitely struggling with which i think is why we're excited to have our guest on today um uh, mr antoine howard has been my personal trainer And so before we introduce him, like, I just want us to talk just briefly about the life shift, right? Mm -hmm. So I used to go to the gym three to four times a week after work. That was my stress release. Um, I felt like I was eating healthier. I was making healthier decisions. And then COVID happens and lines are blurred. And then all of a sudden, I'm not working out. I'm gaining weight. I'm, you know, having to work and think more stressfully about situations. And so I just found myself
0: actually struggling with this work-life balance. Yeah. I agree. Um, I would say that I, you know, when you when you're working as an elementary principal, any principal really, you could get fifteen thousand steps by noon. And so when March happened and we were shut down, I, I just gosh, just lost myself and gained weight. Um, you know, obviously And just was not eating well, maybe was drinking more than I should just because COVID-19, 2020. And no shame in that, but that is just the reality of where I was at. And so um, I just really was feeling pretty bad about the way I felt physically, not even the way that I looked, but just the way I felt physically and emotionally. And so um, it definitely had those effects. And like you're saying, the book we're reading, Burnout, talks about the stressors that we have, but then how that stress to our body unless we release it and so I don't think I know how to release it all the time I consume it I consume it by um eating or by you know having a cocktail but I don't always know how to release it to where then I'm mentally and physically healthy um, and so that is definitely a reality that I am in right now and I would love some ideas on how to get out of that cycle what about you?
1: Yeah, same. I think we um, have a great guest tonight, Mr. Antoine Howard. Uh, like I said, as a personal trainer that used to be my trainer. If he mentions about me not working out, let's just pretend. <laughs> yeah, it's starting. It's starting. Um, <clears throat> but I also um, know that he's just wise. We usually ended our training sessions, especially on the weekend, with just him sharing some piece of advice or a mindset. He talks a lot about our mindset and so not just a trainer, as in trying to physically be fit, but just mentally be healthy too. Mm-hmm. And so he's all about that. So I think he's a perfect guest for us today to have on our show. And I'm very excited to have you guys get to, to chat with us and uh, Mr. Howard about this Principle Still Need a Work-Life Balance. So this is Dr. Myers and Casey Longoria, and we're back with episode four. We're talking about principles still, and today our topic is principles still need a work-life balance. Um, if you're, like we talked about earlier, if you're anything and- in, 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 um, a regular principal's life—it's very hard to have a work-life balance. And then being in this COVID pandemic, um, trying to figure out how to balance that as well, when so many people are needing you at so many different times um, of the day. So. Um, We're super excited about our guest. We have um, a very famous Dallas person uh, with us today. (laughs) I think he's like a personal trainer of the year. If he wasn't, you're basically like, you were my personal trainer before the pandemic. um, And uh, working out with you, Antoine, is always a joy. You bring so much energy and life um, and focus and just a good reminder to take care of ourselves. So when we were talking about this topic, you're the first person who came to mind. Um, I just think you have so many great things to share about this topic, but then also just within your work and your perspective of life is very contagious. And so we're happy to have you uh, here with us on our podcast today. So if you want to just kind of talk, share a little bit about yourself, who you are, some things that you do, and just let us get to know the Antoine Howard for just a little
2: bit. The Antoine Howard, right? Well, first, thank you all for uh, choosing me and allowing me to be present here. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I like talking, so we're going to talk. Um, so, uh, for me, my name is Antoine Howard, as she stated. Um, a father of four, uh, ranging from 17 to three. Uh, I am a master fitness instructor here in Dallas, Texas. I've um, been training for about seven years. Um, and for those people who understand her, uh, Southern hospitality, I hail all the way from Terrell, Texas. Okay. <laughs> So I got a, little co- got a little country in me. Just <laughs> uh, like, a little bit, just a little bit. That's a little bit of country. So uh, I'm the owner of, you know, I Am Lifted. I Am Lifted is simply a, it's an initiative about your mindset and how your mind controls your life and that you have power. And as long as you understand that you have power then your thoughts will control your life. And if your life isn't something that is pleasurable then we change the thoughts. And that's what the I Am Lifted is about is that whatever you believe in, you become. And it starts with your thoughts first. Um, so and as I like to tell my people, instead of being happy when, will you be happy while? So everybody is going through something, but do you appreciate the process? Oh, I
0: love that.
2: That's often. And um looking forward to E coming back out to get some. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's I need all, uh- to. Uh, the th- COVID
1: <laughs> pounds are real. That's a real thing.
2: It is <laughs> a, a hey, trust thing. me, it is a real thing. It is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. And and your perspective of even how you lead in uh, our workout session. So I know you like to end certain um, sessions, especially the ones on Sundays, with just some like reflection pieces. You are really good about tying um, the whole health person, right? Not just your physical appearance health, but just your healthy mind, your whole health as a person. And I, I know that that's been work for you. There's no person who can just automatically come to that place Um, so i feel like there's probably things in your life that have um you know that you've had this work-life balance or this own struggle or this own um conversation with yourself to grow you in that in this perspective so share just a little bit with us about um a time that or things that might have helped get you to
2: this point so we um i'll say this we all deal with separation different and we're at a phase of separation. Um, so how do you cope when you feel that everything that has kept you aligned isn't aligning? And it all starts with, with how you see things. Uh, for me, you know, of course, everybody has something that they're experiencing and going through in life where the pandemic stopped a lot of us from moving and thinking and being okay with self and, 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 and struggling in a, a psychological manner. For me, I was going through uh, a great, period in my professional career and my personal life, I was going through a divorce. So, you know, everybody has phases. So, um, I tell people, everybody has something that they are experiencing. It's really about you wanting to still create something within what's going on. You always have a choice. And that's what I want to emphasize to everybody that's breathing. You have a choice and it's only so long that you can play victim before you have to say, I have to take control. Um, And as a fitness professional, my job is contingent on like early morning classes, middle of the day classes and late evening classes. And keep in mind, my business is all of a sudden I'm making no income. Yeah. So, um, it's like, how do I still find a way to be uplifted in a period in which, um, what lifts me, which are my classes are no longer and that's where it becomes where do you when there's nothing else going on what is going on and that's the power of who you are
1: and I think that's amazing And and a great perspective and there's so many layers to what you're talking about um so as I mean as part of your like childhood your upbringing did you have people speak things like this to you like where is this energy coming from to understand um, that perspective, even in such a difficult time.
2: So my, my grandmother, I talk a lot about about Doris Howard. She is, uh, she's a light. My grandmother did Meals on Wheels. I don't know if y'all know, what what Meals on Wheels is. Yeah. Yes. She, She did Meals on Wheels for 20 plus years. And, uh, I just remember I said 10 plus years. I remember her going to all of her routes and we would be with her after school and to just watch her talk, and just connect with people. These things that never make the news, but the way she touched and built relationships um, was, was was outstanding. And uh, my grandma always said to me, she said, you take care of people, God will always provide for you. I love that. And her being a, a great Christian woman, she always instilled values within us, within us to know that we are powerful people. And that's why everything about me, I'm always talking about what my grandma said and what she would be happy with. And I kind of move in in that realm of, of her knowing that are you being selfless enough to care about other people and in that process you become fulfilled so my grandmother she instilled it in me and it's just how i it's everything about how i operate now it's awesome.
1: awesome um so a lot of, of what you're sharing and, and i love um doris howard is that what you said
2: doris howard doris uh, Frank. I love <laughs>
1: that. i love that and we all need one of those um, in our lives. And um, I'm, I'm appreciative and I'm sure she's proud of you and um, what you're doing and carrying in her that name. That's good. It's awesome. That is
0: awesome. And um, so another question that kind of we want you to think about and, and respond to is um, kind of like what connection does this statement make? So as you know, Dr. Myers and I are principals in Arlington um, and we are just, you know, trying to figure out how to have work-life balance um, in the midst of a pandemic. So We kind of just want to know your perspective on this statement um principals still need a work-life balance um what does that statement make you think of um in general when you hear it what kind of uh what resonates with you when when you hear the fact that principals educators still need work-life balance
2: i feel that um us in the leader role i feel the connection in our roles is, is as different difference makers uh, we have to remember that we are in position to lead change. To, y'all are in position to lead change, to inspire others, to to let those teachers know that they are powerful and that they took a role that was to be change. Mm-hmm. And once they understand that their lifestyle was centered around a passion that they created, it brings more emphasis to their role and who they are in their positions. Um, but the biggest thing about the role, I think, is it requires all of us to stay committed. And, and I think a lot of people get into this process of, of, of their roles and they forget, like, where do I have to come back to myself to take care of myself and be conscious of my well-being so that I can be, you know, connected and available uh, for those people that I'm instructing, that I'm teaching and that I'm leading. Um, so, because again, if we're not ready, or if y'all are not ready, then you know, those people who look up to y'all are not going to be available to teach the people that follow them. So it's a snowball effect when you understand your position as a, as a principal. I love
1: that. I think what I hear you say sometimes too, and definitely correct me if I'm thinking in the wrong direction, but as, you know, regardless of the time, right? So sometimes I think people think of work-life balance, oh, like carve some time for you, or, you know, keep this piece right here. Instead of thinking about it as in time, I kind of feel like you're saying, think about it as in finding joy, even when you're in the workspace, right? So you're not having to, you know, give time dedication over here and a time to dedicate it over here. But in both, if you're bringing your whole self into that place and you're creating that moment to to be that best self, it's not going to be this like draining work life that's forcing you away from your, your family life. It, am I kind of thinking in that same direction? Yes,
2: yes I like to, I like to, I like the... I like to say to my clients, like, let's not, let's, let's not choose when to be okay. Make the choice to be okay. And whenever you make the choice and you set your mind on understanding that if I'm alive and I'm grateful and I'm appreciative, everything a part of what I am in and associated with is relevant. How do I stay connected in my mind enough to know the why behind why this is happening? And that requires that your mind is connected to where you are. It's everyone, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a selfless approach. It's a conscious approach. Like, are you available for yourself? So that whatever is going on, that you are connected to the decisions that you're making, because if you're connected to decision, you, the the decisions and the things that are going on, then your choices align what you have in a life that is balanced. Yeah, that's good. I think
0: that's great too, because, It doesn't have, like y'all said, it doesn't have to be either or. Um, Some people think, oh, I have to leave work by four, and then I have to go sit on the patio and read a book for 30 minutes. It's like so planned. Like work-life balance, it needs to be organic, and it needs to be, like you said, a mindset and a a way um, that you choose to think and live. I think the more we think about like having to plan for it, then that's just stress in itself, and that negates the whole concept of work-life balance, So
2: Right right and it's it's who planned where we are (laughs) i don't no one (laughs) no one planned this but if you are if you don't understand your control then you play the victim role right and and at this point of of finding a way to create a life that's balanced like we are not in a balanced position like there's nothing about what's going on now that is is balanced but what is in order, or, or can be, is your thoughts, and then how you perceive where you are, and what can you create? What reality can you create with what you have? And I think that's where the balance comes from, It's knowing how to operate where I am. And it all starts with how you think and how you see it. Yeah. Control yeah. what you can, and if what you can you you get rid of it. That's right.
1: That's so powerful. And um, I I was thinking, uh, Casey shared this in one of our episodes uh, recently, just about being available. Like that's so important as principals that we are available for our community, our teachers, our kids. But sometimes that means taking the call at 830 at night, right? Like I don't really want to right now, but I think if we made the decision first to be available for our staff, then it no longer becomes this Um, you know, crossover of the work-life balance, because I made the decision to say, I'm going to be available to my staff. So now when my staff call me at 830 at night, I'm not upset. That's a part of what I want and desire as a leader, that our staff feels comfortable enough to say, if I need help and reach out, I can. It's not a rule. Like, I'm not saying don't call me after the certain time. And of course, there's boundaries, but I think people respect those boundaries and I think that it's just when they truly need or if you have to set those up, I think it's a different story. But so you're saying the decision first is to be available for our staff. So then whenever that happens, um, that we own that decision. So it doesn't become this clash of our work and
2: our life. Balance. Gotcha. It's 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 opportunity opposition. The opportunity in your role um, is I chose to inspire people. I chose right. to carry the opportunity to lead. I am in charge of change I'm available to someone my life and my position is bigger than myself it yeah. brings about this idea of gratitude and that is so that's that's what brings about the peace it's like this isn't you go from I know in my role you go from a personal trainer to somebody that can you can that someone can confide in you go from uh, a personal trainer to a person that helps someone overcome. A self-confidence issue. Someone helped that overcame suicide. And when you understand that you're that connection, it's not about man. I have another eight o'clock call. Yes, you're human, but what is it that allowed this person to come to me? And what am I capable of? Because I applied for a role that I believed in, and I'm fortunate enough to do it. So it changes. It changes how you approach things when you understand that there's always a gratitude opportunity in everything. Or You just create this constant opposition in your mind there's you don't need to create more stress there's more than enough if you just sit still and breathe like why create more (laughs) why create more
0: amen
1: (laughs) don't create more that's what i hear you saying and like don't give that that power to that place um so if there are other principals out there who are just right now like this is a struggle for them they saw the topic maybe and they're like oh my gosh I, i i have not Gotten a grasp on um, this work-life balance yet? What advice, or, or what would you sh- share with somebody um, who's really seeking out right now for for some answers in that?
2: Also, rededicate, rededicate yourself to your why. Uh, we had this um, when I was in corporate America. We had this four P process. It was people, participation, it was purpose, and it was passion. People, participation, purpose, and passion. People is the, is the caring component. You're in a leader role. You took the opportunity to be up front. So there's a care, there's something within you. The participation is the encouraging part of who you are. It's you getting the buy in from those people who look to you, it's you creating a vision as a leader. The, the purpose piece is your personal buy in, it's your commitment. And the passion pulls everything together and it solidifies the bigger picture. And it is, it's people, participation, purpose, and passion. If those align with who you are, it makes sense. Now, how do you make that a smaller way to understand it, I guess, is um, something y'all are familiar with is a smart action plan, right? Mm-hmm. Specific, measurable, <laughs> achievable, relevant, time bound. Like, break it down to something that makes it new to you again. And that creates, a, a again, a better sense of gratitude and and one question i like to ask my clients once you achieve this what do you what do you think is supposed to happen because this process is going to be ongoing how do you stay committed because the process is not going to stop as long as you're breathing or as long, as long as you're in your role
1: so good so good and i think like even for myself like this week has been a hard week and it's what only thursday um Only Thursday. I only have one more day left. Yeah, and it's it's, it's already Thursday.
0: (laughs) I'm set. It
1: keeps. Sometimes it keeps going. So, like, like Mm -hmm. that's just a great reminder. This work gets to be so tiring, and different parts of it are exhausting because it doesn't feel like that's what we were. You know, like I didn't sign up for that. I don't want to do that. And that's easily my mind can go that direction because but nobody signed up for COVID, right? Like, and you're talking everybody else out of their. You know, I've probably had four calls today talking people. You know, we've talked about before from the book, "You're It," but they're in the basement, like they're just living in this negative basement yeah. space, and we have to keep pulling them up. So we do that all day long. I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think it's important that what you're saying is ringing so true to me and so important in our work is just to reset and remind ourselves of um, those the parts that we did choose.
2: Yeah, and it's it's. I had a on one of my calls. I talked about about the puppet concept and and, and idea. Before you were forced to sit still and deal with yourself and deal with everything that's going on, what controlled your life? Was it your work schedule? Was it your decisions? Was it your career? What was it? We were all doing something. And a lot of times we prevented sitting still because we didn't want to have to deal. And the Mm -hmm. pandemic says you have to deal. And it forced you to find a way to have to deal with these thoughts and ideas that you always avoided or you, were, you, you hid on the busyness. And that is where a lot of people are, are figuring out that I really, really didn't have it together. <laughs> I thought I had it together. I, I, I thought that I had control of my life and, and my decisions and my career was okay and now I'm rethinking everything. And that's the, that's the beauty and the opportunity. Yeah. That you're still able to make a choice, and there's a power in choice. They say attitude is a choice, happiness is a choice, anger is a choice, resentment is a choice. You always have a choice.
0: I love that. I think too, it's important. Like it resonates with me, is I have a choice um, to leave work when I need to, right? And I have a choice to not stay there till eight o'clock at night. I have a choice to decide that I need to go home when when I can, when, when, when school's over, even if maybe there's one more email to read. Um, But that's, I, I'm in control of that. And I think that's really empowering um, to hear and to be reminded of that no one is forcing me to stay at work till eight o'clock at night. I'm choosing to do that. So I also, in the same token, have a, can choose to leave at five to enjoy my family and to enjoy my evening. So I just, that's just really powerful to me.
2: Uh, I, I learned that from one of my bosses at AT&T. He said, Antoine, at 4.30, I'm clocking out. If I'm middle of an email, he said, Antoine, my family is important, my mind is important. And that's something that I never um, really respected because I was, I'm was i a worker, like work, mm-hmm. work, work, work. And I lost so much time with my kids because I was trying to create this big thing. Um, And whenever I start to understand that, um, those things that that those things are not going away. Um, but my kids are at some point, they're going to progress out of my life. And will I be in regret or would I, would I be in full appreciativeness that I committed to being my best with them? So I started to start to start to reorganizing my schedule to incorporate them. And sometimes I didn't exclude them. I involved them. So instead of yeah, leaving you at home, I'm going to take you to class with me. That's right. Um, one of the things I've started doing with my kids during the pandemic is when I'm sitting here and I'm working, I would set a time, set 30 minutes to an hour, and just focus specifically on what they're interested in. I would shut everything down. Like this hour, 30 minutes to an hour is, is about you. And uh, it, it took a lot away from my duties, but it gave position to my why. Mm-hmm. I love so, that.
1: I love that. That's excellent. And then that why carries into the decisions that you're making, which then that mindset and that positivity just goes right back into it. So I think think it's cyclical, right? You're solving your own problems that way.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. You release what you can't control. Accept what you can.
1: That's good advice. That's awesome. Anything, anything, other final thoughts or your amazing wisdom that you'd like to share before we kind of wrap up with some fun questions.
2: Oh, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you.
0: Oh, I love that. Life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you. Makes you. That's good. That's really good.
1: Quote Antoine Howard.
2: Antoine Howard. (laughs) (laughs) H.
1: I think that's amazing. So tell, um, tell everybody how to find you like that your IM series, talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing. If people want to to connect with you again, what, what would they want to look for?
2: So on Instagram it's Antoine underscore Howard It's A N T O I N E. Uh, my business page is at I am lifted underscore, which if you go to my personal page, you'll, you'll find my business page, but I am lifted is it's the, the arrows. It's a Viking symbol for create your own reality. Um, to change your reality, you have to change your mentality as you think you become. Um, so if you want to change, then you think change uh, and that you are in control of your life. That is anywhere you find the I Am Nifty logo is a group of people that understand that they're powerful. And um, I am not a victim. I am a victor in every situation because I have control of my thoughts. And that's what I am is. Whatever you Whatever you say is what you believe. So be mindful of what you say. I love
0: that. That's
1: amazing. It's amazing. It has been a joy to have you today. Um, We're going to ask just some fun get to know you questions. And so
0: Casey will be the first. I will. Okay. So the first rapid fire question is what have you read or listened to lately that influenced your thinking?
2: So Dr. Joe Dispenza, have you heard of him before? He's a neuroscientist. He talks a lot about brain and heart coherences. He talks a lot about how your brain and your thoughts affect literally everything that you do, um, and I listen to a lot of his podcasts because it's it's interesting to see how everything about how you move is connected to something, mm-hmm. and we refuse sometimes to accept, which interferes with the connect, which doesn't create a, a a why, but we question a why, but we lost it here, so it's a it's a big process. But and then something else that I encourage everyone is the book um, called Start Here, or Start Now by Valerie Burton. It's literally hundreds of short stories that are just five minutes long about how to think how to breathe how to hope when it feels tough it talks about job related factors so it's just quick uh, things that i can just knock out you know when i roll over and a instead of social media i just commit five minutes to investing in my mind before i get up
1: that's good i i think i need that book every time i'm like getting new books here <laughs> i know um tell us something that you are super passionate about right now
2: Oh, expanding my I Am initiative. Uh, I was recently, I just finished my second um, feature on WFA, which airs tomorrow at 6.45. So I'll be, I'm interested to see how they go. So expanding the initiative, you know, one of the things I, when I initially got into fitness, um, I wanted to create a space where you can be yourself, not be judged and be accepted for whoever you are, but at the same time, understand that you are a powerful individual and, It's happening. Um, It's happening. So that's that is where I'm passionate about is what community partners and what people and places that I can connect with here in Dallas nonprofit organizations um, amongst the few that I'm with and I can help expand the vision.
0: I love that. I can't wait. I'll have to set our um, DVRs for the morning. Yeah, 645 a.m., right?
2: Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll be watching. We'll be on our way to work. But. Yeah, <laughs> I'll
2: watch it when I get home.
0: And then the last fun question is if we weren't in a global pandemic right now, where would you be or what would you be doing?
2: I would be traveling right now. I where set a goal to, see, to travel. Uh, to travel and train is one of my passions. I want to connect with as many trainers as possible. It's one of my biggest passions. And um, I've made a lot of great connections through social media uh, and I want to, I want to meet these people. So I want to travel and train, teach them how. I have a, I have a training segment uh, where I speak to up and coming trainers called the power of I, the power of I. And that's what I want to do. I want to travel and train and train that you are more than just giving instructions, but you're an opportunity to change somebody's life. That's
1: awesome. And where, like, where would the first place be? Like what country?
2: First place would be, I want to go to Miami. I'm like, I'm on this Miami kick. I don't know. I know <laughs> okay. it's not a country. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a, you know, it is uh interesting fact is, I'm scared of flying. So, you oh, know. Uh, so you're going to drive down to Miami? I, I'm going to go. It's going to be the longest drive ever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to just be be courageous and take a flight. But I just want to get out of, like, I'm I'm not a big traveler, but I want to get out of Dallas and and be able to come back because there's a lot of things that I can't be away from too long. I value my classes. They're my peace. I um, love that.
1: So. That's fabulous. Well, we hope you get to do that soon. Pre, after, you know, we figure this mess um, out. <laughs> Travel when <laughs> it's safe, yeah. please.
2: Yes, ma'am. My <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you again so much for being here. It's been um, a joy to have you on the show. And I, I just know there's so much great wisdom that you shared with us okay. and things to think about and, and to take. And like you said, reflect on them and have that time to really not push it away and become busy and not think about it. But hopefully our listeners will get to have a chance too, to to stop and reflect um, and to really adjust and think through that mindset. So thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you so thank much. You. It was a joy. I got a lot out of it myself. So it thank was Thank y'all great- for
2: having me. Thank y'all for having me.
1: It has truly been a privilege and an honor to learn and grow alongside of each of you. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in each week. It's just been my greatest joy of 2020 is, is putting this together and learning and growing alongside of each of you. So thank you so much. Our episode next week will be episode five and our topic is Principals Still Need a Mentor. So tune in next week for Principals Still Need a Mentor.